Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 189 of the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis here, as always, with Sarah Powers. What's up, Sarah? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We're really excited about this because, first of all, we are kicking off the new year with a two-parter. Can I just say, (laughs) I'm really proud of us for not even taking any breaks last year, let alone like kicking it off with two episodes no. that were kind of like yeah. and planning out back to back. And it's January one today. And it's January so like, one. We're yeah. wasting no time, guys. We're wasting no time. Um, But we're really excited about this because we love talking about planning and fresh starts and intentions and all that. So we're devoting two whole episodes, to this idea of setting intentions for your life, um, especially for busy moms. And, you know, I know the word of the year thing is very popular right now on Instagram. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that later. But I think there's all kinds of ways to set intentions and it doesn't have to look like, it doesn't have to look like that. Yeah. And I also think, um, there's times in your life where like your only intention might be to get through the day and yell less at your kids. And that's also okay. So I think I'm, I know I'm going to talk about some years where I kind of felt discouraged about everyone around me being all lofty about this because I was just in the weeds. So if that's you, right. I think this is still a really good conversation to have this time of year. And you may, you may realize that like, there's small intentions you can set that don't have to yes. mean that you're going to like start a business this year. No. And it can. And what, the one thing I do like about the word, and we'll get more into this in a little bit, but it's, it can be literally just in the back of your head. It doesn't yes. even have to, doesn't even have to be an action. It could right. just literally be something that you reflect on, which I think can be really helpful. Um, the other thing I want to point out is we do not think this all has to be done by January 1st. So if you're listening to this, like January 1st and freaking out because you haven't even thought about 2019 yet. Uh, hello. Like we've all been there. So just give yourself time. Like, yeah, you've got a whole year. There's yeah. many weeks ahead of you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, 
Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay. Well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as forever chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. All right. We got to dig in? I think so. My word of the day, the way I'm (laughs) feeling about this episode is excited but apprehensive. Those are two words. Yeah, those are two good words. (laughs) You and I are word people. We are word people. So I want to talk about this whole word of the the year idea to begin with. So it came on my radar probably, well, I don't know. I'm starting to really lose track of time in my old age, but like six or seven years ago, maybe. Okay. But it has been a thing online. You found a reference to it going back to uh, 2006. Yeah. So Allie Edwards Um, is a popular blogger and um, I think her course and her materials are branded one little word. Yeah. And so she's definitely had a community around this. Um, and I think on the blog post I read, she said she's been doing it since 2006. I think she's had her kind of official branding around it since maybe 2010 or 11, like what you yeah. were saying, Megan. So. Yeah. Well, and the idea is that you just choose a single word that is kind of the overarching theme to guide all of your intentions or resolutions or goals or whatever you call them. Right. So like However you like to structure those things in your life, you have this one word. I've mm-hmm. seen it. I've seen people use everything from love to abundance to enough. Like, I mean, it's really, it's, it's much more of an intuitive and emotional thing, I think, than like, you know, success. Yeah. Although the that could are, be one too. Yeah. Like money. Be, yeah. Cash. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's definitely abstractions, I think, yes. are like, um, and it's fun to see how 
you know, everything goes in trends, right? Like simplicity was so in for a while. And like now I think we're coming into this like kind of female empowerment space and a lot Mm -hmm. of it's more, it's just interesting to see how the trends have evolved. But yes, it's usually um, something abstract and something that can kind of guide every area of your life. So like we were saying at the beginning, it's not like a a goal that you're going to either achieve or fail or a resolution that you're going to keep or not keep. It's an idea. Um, And I like that. I like that aspect of it. Yeah. I always, you know, you know me and you, Sarah, Mm -hmm. we are both contrarians about trendy things. And I have to admit this, this one's no exception. Um, I actually think I chose a word of the year, like, I don't know, seven or eight years ago before it had blown up. And it's one of those things I think I probably think I thought of it, but it was like somewhere in the collective consciousness. (laughs) You know how that happens? Like I probably saw a word that someone else said, and I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to set a word, you know? pick a word for my intention for the year. And then it turned out everyone was already starting to do it. That happens a lot. But so I did resist it for a bit, but I'm kind of coming back to the idea of it. Just, just as it took me five years to start watching the Sopranos after everyone else was into it or whatever, sometimes I have to circle back around. And what I do love about the word is that it's so low pressure. Like it really is. It's just between you and the word. You don't have to tell anybody. You don't have to actually show anything that proves that you did it. You know, you can, but you don't have to. Yeah. No, I, I, it's funny as much as I'm not a rebel in so many ways, but I have a lot of the same trend aversion that you do. And it's something that's like, I can't help it. Cause even if something's a really good idea, my trend aversion comes from this place where like, if I didn't think it up, then, then it feels like I'm just following the crowd and there's something I don't like about that. Or I think, well, that's a good idea, but I bet I could think of a better way to do it. That's like a totally Enneagram <laughs> one thing to think. Yes. Like, I'm going to make this, I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it my own way and it's going to mm-hmm. be even better. And so then I don't even do it at all. Right. So yeah, this has been on my radar as long as it's been on yours, as long as I've probably been on Instagram. That's probably where like I have seen it, seen people talk about it. So at least six or seven years. Um, and I had never done it. I did choose a word in 2018 and I didn't really say much about it, but I, I don't know what got me finally over. Like you said, like sometimes it just, you have to kind of come to accept that this is a thing now. We didn't think of it. We yes. don't have anything better. So we might yeah. as well like go with the trend. We might as well try it out. Yep. It's funny you said the Sopranos yeah, so because done. I watched the Sopranos like 20 years after it came out. So <laughs> I might even be later to these parties than you. So you've done one though, right? You I did, did a, one last, yeah. just this year. It was the first time that I chose a word and I didn't, um, do much with it other than like in my journal. And I don't think I, I don't think I posted. I know I didn't post publicly on my Instagram. I might've said something on our Instagram for the mom hour to kind of see what everyone else's word, but I definitely didn't do much with it. So do you yeah. want to know what the word was? Yes. Or are we I not do. there yet? No, okay. please tell me. Um, So mine for 2018. So again, this is the year that's already passed Um, was heart. And so it had like kind of a dual meaning for me. Definitely. I am like a head person over a heart person normally. Like I'm very cerebral. I think things through logically, you know, which for a lot of us who are that way kind of can come at the expense of heart and intuition and all of that. So like Mm. getting a little bit more um, like paying attention more to the emotional side of things. So it had that side of heart. And then I also thought that it had some like literal and health things. Like I wanted to do more cardio and like, think about heart health and things like that. So it was heart. I like that. And did you, first of all, how often would you say you really reflected on that word in what ways, like what practical ways did you actually incorporate that word into your personal life? I know it wasn't like a public thing for you, but your personal life, like how often did you think about it? So 
it, in the first half of the year, I actually had some structure about it. So what I did was I had a few, this is like, again, so me, cause it was so structured, <laughs> but I had a few like behaviors or goals or activities, little things, um, that I wanted to kind of track weekly. Um, and okay. so at the end of a week, I think I did this on Monday mornings, not Sunday nights, cause I'm a morning person, but I would basically write in my journal and kind of look back on that week and think, how much did I read? Which was one of my things. Like how much did I, I don't even remember what some of them were, but they were pretty measurable things that I felt like if I were doing them regularly, then this overarching heart theme, I'd be sort of checking in, in these different areas. Does that make sense? So I Mm -hmm. I sort of like broke it down into, I guess, behaviors that I was for a while kind of checking in, like, how did that go this week? And then that dropped off probably in April and I didn't do it anymore. Oh, okay. So So for a while I was paying attention to it. And, and, and what, Hen, like, do you feel like I had, like, what do you think the effects were? Um, I don't know. I I do think that that regular in our last episode, we talked about journaling, right? And mm-hmm. you, you're like a better yeah. journaler than me. And I sometimes like, I, I just don't, I, I haven't, I'm not good at it anymore. So I think no. it, it gave me um something to journal each week, almost like a, like a self report. That sounds boring, mm. but like a, yeah, something to check in on each week. So I liked that part of it. I don't know how closely tied it kept me to that word. Like, I really yeah. don't know. But it was my first time doing a word. So I don't know how that compares. I've heard people say that some years it's truly like a guiding light the whole year. And other years it just kind of falls flat. So I, I got to yeah. figure that's okay. Well, and I mean, there's no harm. Right. Exactly. Like, exactly. There's nothing there's bad no, is going, no, not going to happen all. if you come up with the word and then you get bored of it after two months. And, right. And we should talk about that um, as well. Something that just kind of popped into my head when you were talking is like, you know, what if what if the word starts to kind of run thin? Do you check back in? It, it, can it be a moving target? Do you pick a word that's so big that it can mean lots of things? Right. Or do you pick a word that's a little more specific? I feel like when I did it before, I picked a word that was maybe a little too specific. And okay. then once I felt like I'd kind of and I want to say it was. I don't remember now what it was, but it was something like pretty measurable, uh-huh. I guess. So once I felt like I was measuring success, I kind of just let it go because yeah. I was bored of it. Um, yeah. So, you know, that's one thing to think about. Although, is it so bad that I found success within a month and right. then forgot about it? Right. No, either way, it or, did what it was supposed to do. It's not so bad to give yourself like if mine lasted three or four months. That might have set my year on a really good yeah. path for three to four months. And maybe I didn't need to the write myself irrelevant. a weekly report card every yeah. week. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. That's one of like one of the reasons sometimes I think we shy away from setting intentions or goals or resolutions is this fear of not following through or that it's going to yeah. be all for nothing. And yes. so I think we can but give ourselves every little bit. Counts. Every little bit counts. So if yeah. you're if your word inspires you just for January, you never know how setting the tone is going to impact the rest of the year, the year, even if your behavior the rest of the year doesn't maybe look the same as it did when you were yep. super gung ho. And that sometimes can be the downfall or the um, the downside, I guess, of being like of making these big declarations and right. then being super public about them, right. because then there's all this pressure to to follow through even when you don't feel it. And then if you see other people kind of fall off the wagon or stop caring, it, you can start to feel like, well, nobody makes it all the way through. I don't see anyone blogging about this in right. August anymore. Right. Right. And so like, I, yeah, I agree. It's you can let that go, even if it just gets you through a hard time of the year or yeah. like, you know, the winter yeah. <laughs> or whatever it is. Um, it all counts. Yeah, absolutely. So we should say that this this part one of this topic is really all about, I think, kind of the feels, the side, yeah. like the big picture. We're going to talk about, I'm going to share a couple of the words I'm considering for 2019. And Sarah, hopefully you'll yeah, feel I have a, I have a, I have a long list, but yeah, I'll share okay. a few. Um, 
And then, and then we're going to talk a little bit after the break about why, like, what is an intention? Why does it matter to your life? How is it different between your personal and parenting lives and how those two things intersect, et cetera. But then next week, we're also going to talk about some like really specific tools you can use. And I think yeah. that's where you're going to have fun with that one, Sarah. Yeah. Like, like, how do you, like, you were just talking about your homework assignment, yes. your report card. Like, how do you see this through from beginning to end and make it a thing, not yeah, just this and, kind and of idea? Yeah, and maybe like a bunch of different ways, because sometimes we're limited in what we see online as right. the various options. So I think there's more ways than than we think to stay right. on track or to, yeah, to just yeah. to stick with it. Okay, Sarah. So I'm ready to share a couple of my words. Okay. How much, how Are long you? have you been thinking about this? You've just really, really been... for like the last two weeks or so. Okay. And honestly, I, until like I had to sit down and write this outline because this, I, I volunteered. So everyone knows Sarah usually does the outlines for these <laughs> Tuesday episodes. And I volunteered to do this one. And maybe, then I dragged Do you think I maybe feet. had some burnout after the holiday, like 20 well, million episodes? I was like, yes, I can't you do were another out. one. <laughs> and then also you were like, you know, you didn't want to do this as a January 1st episode because you were, I just think, afraid that we wouldn't have anything to say before. You know, obviously, guys, we're in the land where this is being recorded. It's not, it's not January 1st yet. No. So I think that like, like I just wanted to get ahead of it because yeah. I was afraid that if I didn't start thinking about it now, it'd be January 18th and I wouldn't even yeah. have given any thought yet. No, but it was I kind really, of a role reversal. Actually. It was, Usually right? I'm like so gung ho to like talk about the next season. And I was like, no, you were like, I'm no. not in January yet. Yeah. So I, I really, until I sat down and started really looking at the outline, I didn't think it through super clearly, but I had a couple words that kind of kept rolling around my head. So no, I'll share what they are. Okay. I want to hear but, what they are, but also did you, when, at what point did you decide to do a word since you have been so like kind of a rebel about this or contrary? You said, let's do an episode about it. Oh, okay. So it was prompted by this podcast. I didn't uh -huh, know if it had yeah. been rumbling around with you well, before that. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I like, I think I got over myself a little bit. I'll admit when you said, well, maybe we could do something about intentions and setting a word. My first thought was, ugh. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, kind of, because that's like partly my reaction. <laughs> because it's so done. Everybody does it, blah, blah, blah. But then I really thought, why not? It was kind of one of those get over yourself moments, you know, like, come on, Megan, get over yourself. This could be fun. <laughs> and there's no reason not to, as yeah. we've determined, right? Yeah. So I'm not going to make a big deal about it. Right. I'm not going to go put it all over my social media. I'm just going to talk about it here. And, you know, it is what it is. Um, but there are things that have been on my mind. And so I'll talk a little bit about those, what those three things are. Okay. And I think they all go together, which is why it's kind of tricky to choose just one. That's also the part. This is a very Megan thing. I don't like picking one of anything ever. Right. Because I don't like eliminating other options. Right. So um, the three that are on my mind right now are discipline, patience, and focus. Okay. So all those words are sort of similar. Yeah. And here's, it, it sounds boring. Like discipline, patience, and focus are not fun words. They are not nearly as sexy as like abundance, freedom, freedom, you know, empowerment, blah, blah, blah. But they mean more to me in a concrete way. Uh -huh. And that's what I struggle with. So for me, like I've had a very emotional couple of years. Mm -hmm. And when I hit like moments of like high stress, one thing I'm never bad at is feelings. I'm always great at that. Like I could talk feelings, my emotional capacity to be supportive to other people, to think through my own stuff, to be self-aware in that way is like off the charts, no matter what's going on in my life, mm -hmm. where things start to fall apart is like cleaning my desk off or going to the gym, like the discipline. That's something I have to really think hard about to put back into my life. Like I will not be disciplined, especially if I start to get exhausted. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a thing called discipline fatigue. Mm -hmm. And if I'm finding myself fatigued just from like, getting through the day because things are hard. Yeah. The last thing I want to do 
is apply the kind of discipline it takes to move the needle forward. Right. But I know that when I do that, when I am in that place where I'm focused and hustling and disciplined, um, I feel great. Like that's a great right. place for me to be, to be right. in that zone is a great place. Right. It just takes a lot of effort to get right. there. Patience is a little bit outside of that, but I think it fits because it takes discipline to be patient. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a patient person. And you I like, like yeah. yeah, you like novelty. So it's kind of the yes. like part of what, energizes you is yeah. things that are new and exciting, which is new not a bad exciting. thing. No, but also with energy, but, but I, in, on a weird flip side to that, I also like resolution. Like I like to know where things are going. And if I can't see around the bend, I get mm -hmm. really anxious, which is weird. You wouldn't think that of me I, because if I don't, if I choose the new adventure, sure. that's great. But if I am, am like stepping feet down this path and I'm on this path, but I don't know what's around the corner and I don't have control over it. Yeah. I want to run around the corner. I don't just want to you don't like that take limbo my time. That. I don't it, like the limbo. Yeah, interesting. Um, which can make it hard to be disciplined about things like fitness and right. work. Because if I don't exactly know where something's going to go, I start to lose some, I can lose energy mm -hmm. behind it. Mm -hmm. So the, all these things kind of go together. I, I don't, I think discipline's probably going to be the one because I think it affects absolutely everything else. I love the word uh, discipline too, because it has so much good meaning. There's multiple meetings. It also well, it's means, a verb yeah. and an adjective. Yes. Which I like. And a noun. Wait, um, right? Yeah. I feel like I mean, it could also all, be a noun too, yeah, right? Yeah. Well, maybe yeah, because it's not you have discipline. Yeah. Right. You the have discipline. Yeah. And you um, put discipline into effect mm -hmm. to get your goal. Maybe it's not an adjective. No, but I the adjective say, would be disciplined. You are, you know. You oh, are, right. You are yeah. disciplined. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was just thinking Mad Libs for a second. I wouldn't say. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you always yes. have like, I always yes. choose like stinky. Yeah. And like if my kids are doing it, I always pick the funny adjective. Discipline doesn't fit, but disciplined does. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's where I'm at with it right now. Um, we'll talk more about that also in part two. But just like those are the things that my brain is. And they feel Discipline also feels very actionable. Like yep. it feels like something where I can look at a day and know whether mm -hmm. or not I exerted any discipline. Mm -hmm. um, and it's something I can just kind of remind myself of. Yep. So I really okay, like anyway. It. So that's me. Okay. So it's just so funny when we do things like this and everybody who knows us well knows that these are areas where our opposites really go in truly opposite directions um, because things like discipline, patience, and focus are things that come really naturally to me. Mm -hmm. um, things that do not are a lot of the, the things that you described as strengths for you. So it's just cool. We're just sort of like yin and yang there. Yeah. So I wrote down like eight different words this morning. I'm not even going to probably read all of them. I'm going off the cuff out of my journal here, but they're mostly around the theme of um, letting go of a need for control. So being okay with uh, things that are in flux or unsure or not perfect. So I have um, allow, accept, mm. invite. I like the word invite Ooh, okay. um, because what the theme is, is I want to push myself to be um, okay when things are not okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like instead of this conditional, like I will be okay when X, Y, and Z are checked off of a list or mm -hmm. fill in the blank. We talked about this in our December intentions with how I feel about like feeling festive at the holidays. I'm always like, okay, as soon as the presents are wrapped, then I will sit down and look at the twinkle lights. It's this right. very like conditional checklisty way instead of like, I'm going to feel festive in the middle of a total, you know what show. Right. <laughs> so yeah. that's kind of um, inviting that. I don't know. Chaos is the wrong word, but inviting imperfection maybe. Mm -hmm. So invite, allow, accept. I also have flow, 
trust mm. and release mm. on here. So I'm all over the map, but do you kind of see the general but direction? There, but there's still, but you're right. But there's, these are thematically. Yeah. Many of them go together mm-hmm. thematically. Yeah. Are any one of them really feeling right? I would say More not right? yet because I just started this yeah. morning, but also this is where I can get stuck because I want the best word the best word. that means all the things you know yeah. and, and I want to like have it by December 31st at midnight otherwise it doesn't count so I fall down all those traps so. now what it what would it what would the process look like for you because I know for me what it will be is literally just what I just did talking through it mm-hmm. and my intuition will latch onto one and that's the one I'll pick and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure I know what it is but like it'll just be like okay this is it let's go with it maybe it's not perfect how would it look for you to actually narrow this down? At some point, you have to play that game where you like count through and cross words out. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? Like, yeah, kids no, do. yeah, I mean, I know exactly <laughs> what you mean. I think actually starting this because we are recording with yeah. a few days left in the year, um, starting this just this morning and having written down, I feel like that will sort of be rolling around in the back of my mind over the next several days. And one will either rise to the surface. There's, it's also very possible there's one that I haven't thought of yet that's kind of fills this same um, theme. And then, yeah, I mean, once I land on it, I'll commit to it. Like uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll find it. And then last year, so I already have my new notebook, my Moleskin notebook for 2019. Mm-hmm. And last year I wrote it on the first page and I kind of journaled in those first couple of days of the year on the word, just kind of like free form. So I would probably yeah. do that again, just to kind of like, here's why I chose it and what it means. And, um, and then, like we said, if, if that's all I ever do, I think that's okay. Yeah, I totally agree. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest, I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh, but you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather, but please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Vionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code themomhour 15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Vionic shoes. Wearable well-being for your feet. We are welcoming back Ritual as a sponsor today. Megan, we both try to make healthy choices, but you know, sometimes it's tricky to sort through fact and fiction when it comes to supplements and vitamins to figure out just what they're doing for us. That's why I'm glad Ritual keeps studying their products and sharing the results, especially as it relates to women, since women are the focus of all Ritual's products, including the Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. And the results are super reassuring. Just as an example, Ritual conducted a university-led clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin, and it was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. 
Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin is made with high quality and traceable key nutrients in clean bioavailable forms with nine key nutrients in two capsules per day. Plus, they are leading the industry when it comes to sustainability. They use lower carbon packaging and prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients. That kind of thoughtfulness really matters to me. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash the mom hour. Start Ritual or add the Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash the mom hour for 25% off. Okay, so we're back for part two. And this is when we're really going to dive into, besides just this word, mm-hmm. like what is an intention um, in quotes? And then why does it matter to us, not just as women, but as moms? Um, and then we can also talk about, are there ways, if, if something like the one word thing doesn't sound right yeah. to you, are there other ways to do this? And I think, yes, there yeah, are I a million agree. ways to do this. That yeah. we can, We'll really dig into those next on the, uh, part two, but I think we can also brush, like just touch on that today. Yeah, well, I'm glad you brought up this question because I think one of the reasons I almost resisted the word is because the word of the year thing for a while is because the yeah. idea of an intention and a word sounds so vague to me. And I am someone who likes specificity and like measurable action at the same time I'm not actually a great goal setter or resolution maker either so I don't know that's for like a different conversation but this uh, this idea of intention being felt a little bit nebulous to me and I think the more I've learned and the more I've thought about it I don't think it is nebulous I think it can really be a guide and a um I don't know like how would you say it like a like a guide. Um, it's, with- yeah, it's just one part of the puzzle. I wrote down a, a mantra mm-hmm. like, down um, in the outline, but it's the same kind of idea, right? Like, it's not the whole thing. You don't just say a mantra and then that's your set. Right. The whole idea is the mantra guides you, like yeah. you said, to behave differently in the moment right. or to see things in a new light or whatever yeah. it is. So you can combine that. Um, sometimes I've had years where I've written a mission statement mm-hmm. for myself. Again, I don't publish it anywhere. That creates a level of pressure. Sometimes I think can be unhelpful yeah. or it can create accountability and that can be great. But right. like, I think sometimes when it's something so personal and right. so kind of right. Um, so subjective, right. it's not like anyone's going to look at you and know if you're doing it or not. Right. right? So it's like the, the accountability is good, but only if there's something specific you can be held accountable to. Yeah. And, and I, and I think having an intention at sort of like the macro level here can actually be really helpful if you do struggle with making specific goals. So, or, yeah. or aligning your behavior to that intention. So I'll just use one of my examples from December. We did an episode a month ago called December intentions for moms um, about kind of how we wanted to be this holiday season. And I said that one of mine was let my heart be light. And I put that on my letter board. Um, But there were times throughout December where that first of all, that's just sort of cheesy and vague. And I put it on my letter board. But there were times when I referred back to it and thought, does my behavior match this intention? It doesn't. I'm, I'm holding on too tightly or I'm being controlling or I'm being grumpy about something and and my whole goal is to let my heart be light. So I don't know. It just it is it can be vague and nebulous, but it can also help you anchor some specific behavior changes um, and then drill down into the nitty gritty of like, OK, what do I need to do in order to let my heart be light? I probably need to, you know, schedule less stuff or, yeah. you know, get an hour extra of sleep or whatever it is that then it can trickle down or drill down into the, the actionable goals. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, the thing is, we are faced with so many choices in a day, like right now, after we're done recording, I'm going to stand up and walk out of my room and I'm going to have seven different choices about Mm -hmm. what I can do. 
there's 107, but yeah. seven probably right in front of my face. And having just a word in my head or mm-hmm. like a, a phrase or a mantra or whatever it is might allow me to eliminate five of them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right off the bat. Oh, like you know, that. and yes. then between the two that are left, maybe one feels a little more right. Maybe mm-hmm. one lines up and it's just being thoughtful. Mm-hmm. It's the whole idea is you're you're living with intention. You're being intentional, mm-hmm. which is the whole point is that you're not just reacting to stimuli. You're not just going through life like a single cell organism. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're you're using your mind and critical thinking and your spirit and all those things that make you you to make a choice in a moment. Yeah, no, I and we have a million opportunities to do that throughout the year. I totally agree. And I think a lot of times moms in the trenches get out of the habit of any doing any kind of self-reflection, any kind of what do I want? What would make this experience better for me. And we talked a lot about that in our holiday episodes the Mm -hmm. last few weeks of kind of reclaiming some of that enjoyment of the season. Um, So basically, I'm in favor of anything that has moms sitting down and thinking about their own inner self, whatever it is, whether it's a word or a mantra or goals. um, Because I know for me, there were many years where I just didn't, I just didn't do any of that. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about this, like what this looks like in the life of a mom. And I think for you, it's going to look very different than for me. But Mm -hmm. like that mom in the trenches thing, one thing that just occurred to me as you were saying that is when I was um, really in the trenches with little kids, I felt like my like life was so hard Mm -hmm. that I felt so tapped out on doing hard things. Yes. All the time that when I kind of cleared that hurdle. Yeah. And what life wasn't so hard. I felt like I deserved like a 10 year break from anything hard. I swear. Like, I don't think I really thought about it, but I was like, oh my gosh, things got easier. So now I'm just going to kind of lean into the ease. Like I'm just, and that's great. Like it's great to give yourself a break, but you can't just lean into easy forever because then you start to get soft and sloppy. Right. (laughs) So it's like that yin and yang. And I'm wondering if that felt different for you or like how you've kind of experienced that. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I've talked about how I really kind of forgot what it was like to have any kind of leisure time or any kind of time, time and space to think. And I think, I mean, you're just over 40. I'm pushing 40. I, I, we're not the only two 40 year old women who start to like do a lot of self-reflection. Like it's a, you know, it's just something that you do as you get older. But I think I just didn't, I was so out of practice of having any time or minute to myself in my own head that um, it has taken me a while to think, oh, like, okay, I could think about this. I could set an intention. I could, um, yeah, any of it. Yeah. The thing that I was thinking about earlier was if I took something like the words I'm talking about Mm -hmm. and applied them to my life now as a mom, um, something like patience might be like, okay, so say... As I, when I leave here, I'm going to walk out into my living room and I know for a fact that Isaac is sitting on the living room sofa mm-hmm. with his earbuds in and his eyes closed. I don't know what he's doing, but <laughs> that's what last I saw him. That's what he was doing. Claire is in her room drawing. Everyone's just kind of milling around. So now if I had patience on my mind, how might I approach that moment differently of walking into that room Yeah, where I still have things I have to do? That would mean walking all the way through the house to the kitchen or walking out to my car and leaving or whatever. How might I make those five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes different if I had patience on my mind? Or if it was something like a morning routine or like, you know, dinner time or something like that, 
having the discipline to create a routine that leaves enough open space and time to even Mm -hmm. be patient to begin Mm -hmm. with is another thing. So it's like everything affects everything. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. My wheels, my wheels are turning. I'm, I'm, I'll have to report back on my chosen word because I feel, I feel this will require (laughs) by next week for sure. By our follow up. You'll, you'll be thinking on this for a little bit. Well, let's talk about some alternatives to the one word intention because like, what if you just can't narrow it down? And I mentioned mission statement. Another idea that I had is that maybe you could rotate through a new word every month or quarter. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't think that we, we don't have to have it so, I don't know. Like we don't need to be so legalistic about these things, right? I like to be legalistic. I know. But what if you, okay. (laughs) Yeah. But much like you said with your, with the episode where we talked about, and recently we just retalked, we just retalked, we just (laughs) read We revisited this topic and I don't even remember when we've been doing so many episodes. I certainly lose track, but we talked about how sometimes if you state how something that you're already doing, but feeling bad about, if you state it as the way things are in a rule, it feels different. Yeah. Agreed. So you could decide if you can't choose, you could decide you're going to do a word per quarter. Yeah. Or I'm going to have three words for the year or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Another thing that um, helps me if I'm not feeling like I can find that word or that mantra on my own is I'm a big reader of all kinds of self-help and personal development books. So I think that's another really good. I find that if I'm reading a book for a few minutes every morning, um, even if I'm, it could be a parenting book. It could be more of like a personal development book, something inspirational. Um, it stays with me in a way, in the same way a word stays with you. And it yeah. just, it just has that little, like a gentle nudge toward more of the behavior that I want to have. And mm-hmm. so I don't even have a specific book recommendation, but any, I have one for okay, you. Great. It's for you specifically. Oh, great. It popped into my head when you were talking about uncertainty. Um, there's an author, her name is, uh, I don't know how to pronounce her name. Pima Chodron. Oh, yes. I know. I know that. She's got multiple, multiple Mm -hmm. umlauts. (laughs) So it's like, I think it's an umlaut. The two dots over the O's. Uh Uh-huh. An umlaut. I think so. So how do you pronounce that? Chodron. I think it's Pima Chodron. I mean, I think you were pretty close. We've now butchered it four times. So let's move on. (laughs) Well, someone I'm sure will let us know. Someone could like leave us a voice message of them saying her name. Um, anyway, she wrote a book called Comfortable with Uncertainty. Oh, that sounds like my word of the year. I'm writing it, it down. It does. Okay. So that one, I think, is something that you... And what I found, it was very easy to read. She's very, um, she's very like, reassuring. Mm-hmm. And it, it was just one of those books that really uh, resonated with me. And I, I like self-help, but sometimes I find them to get be a little drippy. Yes. You know, self-help books. And this one was one that did... It felt more straightforward. Yeah. I liked her approach a lot. I, I always see quotes by her and... Um, I, I'm just familiar with her, but I don't think I've ever read a whole book. So I'll have to check that one out. And then any, I mean, I love Brene Brown. So any of Brene Brown stuff, I also think that if you are, um, in the thick of little years and a lot of what is stressing you is kid behavior, I think that certain parenting books, um, can actually give you kind of a mindset shift where you at least feel like you're learning and have some new tools in your tool belt. So while it sounds maybe counterintuitive to say, well, a parenting book could help you with your own like mom life. But I think Mm -hmm. sometimes we feel so devoid of resources or like just like we're floundering, right? Like your toddler, you now have a toddler instead of a baby and they're throwing fits every 30 minutes like that will stress you personally as a mom. And I always felt in those years, if I was doing a little bit of reading about, you know, whatever behavior, child development, anything like that, it just made me like kind of appreciate my role a little bit more and like everything my kids were going through. And Mm -hmm. it just, it felt a little bit lighter. So that is a different kind of personal development. It's developing you 
as a parent, but I think, um, I think like, like we said, it, this is, this all overlaps. Um, so I think especially in the little years that can be helpful. Reading and writing. I I found Mm -hmm. that when I was writing about my kids, um, and when I really came to it from this, um, perspective of this is how I'm going to try to elevate this experience a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, like what's the story I can tell about my life as a mom that's not misery and and stress and just tired all the time. It really, it really helped me reframe things as they were happening. And Mm -hmm. I think it was one of the biggest, it had a huge effect on the way I parented. So yes, I was doing it as blogging, you know, for 2009, I was really heavily blogging. But before that I was writing a lot about parenting. I did a column starting in 2004 and it was just, it was just like a little, or even if you're just jotting things down in a journal, it's just helpful to be like, like, how do I want to feel about myself as a mom? How do I want to feel about my life with my kids? And how do I tell this story? Yeah in that way. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that. I don't know. I think I have some homework to do. I know. <laughs> but in time for the real January 1st, not right, the exactly. one that is <laughs> the fake one that we just made up. But again, you guys, if you're listening to this on the first, don't feel like you have to like, you know, stress out and like have a word today. You not don't have at time. All. Yeah. Because you have to wait a, other, a whole nother week because we're going to help you in a week by giving you some, you know, tools and resources to help you narrow that down. I love that. I love that. I'm excited. Um, Okay. So come back to us next week, guys. Um, And then also I wanted to mention this Friday, we do have our first voices interview up of the year. We are wasting no time. And it is an interview with a potty training expert. So I know a lot of you are going to be tuning in for that one. If if your toddler's New Year's resolution is to lose (laughs) the diapers, I'm sure it is. And if your intention is to be chill about the potty training process or all of life in general, this will be a good it will be a good one for you and then so next tuesday we'll be back with part two of this conversation if you are a brand new subscriber first of all welcome or a brand new listener i should say the first thing you should do is subscribe because that will make sure that all of our episodes drop into your podcast feed so if some other mom sent you our podcast thank them for us and we thank you for (laughs) being here we have a page just for new listeners on our website I will link it up in the show notes, but you go to themomhour.com and look for the button that says new start here. And on that page, we have a whole bunch of resources for how to connect with us. And also some of our favorite episodes are listed there. So if you're looking at the archives thinking, holy moly, these ladies don't stop talking ever. (laughs) Um, We have a few special episodes that we picked just for you for new listeners. So go check that out. Um, And Megan, happy new year. Happy new year to you and happy new year to everyone out there. Um, We will be back very soon. Talk to you soon. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. 
Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%.